from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode 453, and today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and the Canalea Pen Company. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. Criminal activities going on over here, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know me. Always up to something. Yeah, always up to something. Doing a little light crime today, a little crime oh, light. Nice. Yeah, yeah, not any heavy crimes, just no. crime light today. Cheating uh, some system out of something, I don't know. I'm not a very good criminal. You don't You don't sound very convincing as a criminal, to be honest, Brad. <laughs> you don't even know. I, I could not pull that off. I don't it's know the correct nothing. criminal terminology. <laughs> or any, any terminology. Mm, true, So true. the spoke pen uh, launched last week. Well, the spoke pens, oh, these aren't the spoke pens. It's pens from spoke. Spoke pens are a different <laughs> thing. Spoke axle, <laughs> axle S. And Icon. Uh, the fountain I, pens, Mike. The fountain pens. I predicted that they would sell very well, I believe, mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. They they did. Uh, mm-hmm. How did it go? Uh, extremely well. I, too, predicted they would sell very well. Mm-hmm. Um, with our limited nib inventory, someone call it a nib inventory, we sold out of what nib options we had in about 20 minutes. We turned all those off to back orders. So that was like 99 units, which isn't very much, but still it just the, at the pace that they went was very, very fast. Mm-hmm. And me and Brian, like for the first hour, we're just basically watching like the, the activity and the orders and managing the nibs and making sure there were no mistakes, um, which there were, we didn't make, have like a couple of technical mm-hmm. errors, nothing that prevented anyone from doing anything, just stuff on our side. Um, overall, we were both very, very happy, thrilled, and pleased with how it went. I was, uh, yeah, just completely ecstatic. And as of yesterday, I've gotten all the nib or pins that were ordered that we had nib inventory for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate that's a hard word to say. Um, have shipped. So, <laughs> so if you got a shipping notific, if you haven't had a shipping notification yet, your nibs are on back order. Which hopefully yeah. you saw that when you placed your order, we switched that to actually read back ordered until April. The good yeah. news is our nib predictions have come correct, um, which you never know when parts are coming from Germany to the U.S. to the distributor to me to me. To oh my gosh. Jonathan to get etched and then Jonathan back to me. Um, we have at least gotten them from Germany on the way to the distributor. So our timing is looking pretty good for early April to, you know, get the rest of the pins out there to everyone who ordered them. So thank you all for ordering, for understanding the nib predicament we were in, and um, for just supporting. What we're doing at Spoke Design, I'm thrilled with everything. People have already gotten them in their hand and have been enjoying them. We've gotten good feedback so far. So, yeah, it, it was great. Did you say Jonathan is is uh, etching them? He's, yeah, he's doing the laser etching. He bought a machine yeah, I knew that. a I month didn't know or two ago. You. Yeah, a month or two ago he bought them. And Brian's got his own laser, but they're, I don't, I'm not laser proficient. They're different mm-hmm. types of lasers. So the one Jonathan bought specifically can do the metal on the nibs that we need uh, where Brian's is is a little bit different. You can go to the, like Spoke Design Instagram. Brian, uh, Brian put out a like this laser etching of our Spoke logos on the top of the pens. It's really, really cool. Y'all should go watch that. But it doesn't work as well for nibs. So we get Jonathan to do those. Um, And what have the impressions been? Because obviously they're arriving with people. So far glowing. Yep. You know, that's the thing I cross my fingers on, right? Like, I'm really good at, I feel, like, I will, and and Brian, I think we're really good at getting it up to the point of sale, right? And, like, mm-hmm. we're designing the things, making the things, getting them all ready, getting them out there for sale, and then you send them out into the world, and you're like, that's when you just really start to panic, right? Okay, now another person is going to have something in their hands that we think is perfectly awesome, but you never know. Like, we sent no prototypes out of this. Zero. So we had no public feedback on this, on any pen model, oh. other than me showing them online, like, back in December, the very first mm. um, first models. So that is nerve-wracking. And so far, it's been just 100% positive. 
um, completely perfect glowing type of stuff. But you know, I mean, you just still never know. We got to get a quantity out there and make sure every everyone has a, as good experiences as what we've uh, heard so far. How many more, like roughly, are you going to be shipping? Like lots more than you oh, have already? Pff, way lots more. So now I'll start. Um, I'll just start making pin barrels and things and getting them ready for nibs. So hopefully I can ship them a little faster. It did. It, it is taking me a little longer to ship, which I anticipated. You know, there's just lots of moving parts in these packages. You know, I've already got an email. Hey, you forgot this part. And, you know, that's just how things go. You try to be a hundred percent with the packing of this stuff, but it's kind of a new process for me. So you yeah, still still learning a learning curve on the the packing stuff, even though I've sent tens of thousands of packages in my life, when you have a new product and it's got new accessories and things like that, it's bound to get a little squirrely. Plus I'm also wanting to get these out quickly. So trying not to move too quick and, and get ahead of myself, trying to take my time, even if it's going to take longer, it's, it's just going to take longer to pack fountain pens and, you know, set them up and do all that stuff. Right. Mine has arrived. That's insane. You, you had an option for UPS shipping. And I'll always take mm-hmm. that option over um, postal service shipping where I can because I get actual tracking, which I mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that for a second. We actually made a last minute decision, maybe even launch morning. We might have been on the phone thinking about this, that we're still in a worldwide postal delivery mess mm-hmm. where things just up and vanish and now we're at a much higher price point product and the amount of support we get from USPS internationally is is not good mm. right so we actually switched international shipping over to UPS. Now, the difference is it's extraordinarily expensive for in relation to what we would normally ship. It's at least double mm-hmm. of what it would normally be. Um, but there's a lot more safety built into that. Mm-hmm. There is massive time differences built into that, right? You got yours in less than a week. I arrived this morning. It might be like five days from when I should. So, no. So, I dropped yours off. I'd have to go look at it. I don't think I dropped yours off until like... It was either Friday or Saturday. It was, I got a thing to tell me on Sunday. It was on the way. So, uh, and it's yeah. arrived today. So, like less than five days. Mm-hmm. Which USPS would go... We wouldn't even have this conversation for two weeks going out oh, under your packages. At least, like we, it, it wouldn't even be a topic of conversation because that amount of time hasn't passed. Yep. So, yes, it's very expensive to ship UPS internationally, but the safety on both sides of the transaction, we f- feel, is worth it. It's it's still a little bit of a shock when you see that number in there because it probably costs about forty dollars to ship your package something like something in that forty something range yeah. give or take a few bucks and that could be a sticker shock but I'm glad it I was shocked when you said it arrived this morning to be honest like because we haven't done a lot of this yet I had to pay customs yeah of course right so I had a customs fee but I was mm-hmm. expecting that. So yeah, the getting it here is is pricey, but I did want it fast, so I have no. Qu- I, I was really happy. So <laughs> yeah, um, I wasn't anticipating you having them. So what do you think? Let me start with the axle. Okay, um, which one did you get? Did you get the long I, one or the short one? I don't. Remember. I got the regular one, the axle. Okay, yep. But uh, I went with blue and titanium. Yep. So, you know, this this pen, I didn't really... This one isn't the one for me, right? It's like, I like it, but it's out of the two. This isn't the one that I would have expected um, to like the most anyway, just because, Mm -hmm. just from a design perspective, I was more intrigued by the icon. And I would say that the Axle, it lives up to what 
I would have expected from a pen like this. There is a part of me that now thinks, well, maybe the S would actually be more fun mm-hmm. in a way because it's weird, like a you know, because it's <laughs> so small. Um, and now that I've used the axle, like it just would be interesting to me to see like the grip and the cap of this size of a body way smaller because like mm. I can't post the axle. It, I don't like the axle posted. Yes. So like I long. just you know I'm I'm intrigued to try out an axle S at some point as well. But like this is, I would say that this is like what I would think of as the, like the quintessential spoke aesthetic fountain pen. Mm-hmm. Right, like if I was going to imagine what you guys would do to make a fountain pen, it would look kind of like this one, where like and, and that is in the the fact that everything lines up right. There's no curve mm-hmm. in it at all. Um, it is just like very like industrial mm-hmm. this design, and I like the general aesthetic of spoke anyway. It's like I have mm-hmm. the spoke. Which one do I have? I mean, from way back in the day, the Spoke 4 mechanical pencil. Because I yes, remember the two of us just favorite. freaking out when we saw that thing. Yeah. Just, 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 mm-hmm. So I do enjoy the aesthetic. It's different to a lot of the typical aesthetics that I get. Um, and it, mm-hmm. I mean, look, ultimately for me, the experience is one in the number six nib. Yes. Right? Like even the, the regular axle is still a, I would consider, more than pocketable pen in its size. Um, And the fact that it has a number six nib on it, I think is just such a fantastic decision that you made to do that Mm -hmm. because it is just a nicer experience to use the whole way around. So I think it's interesting what you said about like, this is the fountain pen you'd expect from us. The spoke, if, if you could think of a spoke, spoke fountain pen before it existed like you would think this is what would come out of that mm-hmm. um and i haven't thought of it that way because we did a second pen m- with this but i think you're exactly right in saying that right like that is a very spoke thing even though the icon which we'll talk about in a minute is too by some of the design cues yeah i see what exactly what you're saying and i agree with that completely so people in the discord are asking about what a number six nib is Basically, a number six nib is like a full-sized fountain pen nib. Um, so, you know, and a full-sized fountain pen nib will just, in my experience, feels nicer for the characteristics that I'm looking for because I like mediums and broads and I feel like I get a softer, more, like more consistent experience with larger nibs. And the reason that this is even bring, coming up is a pen of the physical attributes and size and thickness uh, and overall dimensions as the spoke, uh, as the axle is, would not have a number six nib. It would have a smaller nib on it, right? Is that fair yeah, to say? You have to make you have to make a certain diameter mm-hmm. of pin to fit the hardware of a number six nib. So there's one called a number five, which is a little bit narrow, narrower, which you see in a lot of pocket pins. Um, and it's like I have no problems with number five nibs, but number six, if you can make it work, is just going to be the choice every time. So I got the titanium one. What remind me, like what what, what am I seeing different to the aluminium version of the axle over the titanium? Uh, f- finish and feel. So yep. the titanium is shiny. It's a polished titanium. It has some weight to it that the aluminum cap would not have right so yours is a little bit heavier right even though you don't necessarily say oh this is a heavy pin if you had the two of them side by side you say oh the titanium is heavier than aluminum so you just get that that bright finish as opposed to like the dark style of the black aluminum but um that's pretty much it so a little bit of feel a little bit of weight a little bit of look so i feel like there's a warmth to a titanium as well when you hold it more than aluminium but that might just be me. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I, I, aluminum does take a little bit longer to warm up to me, but they still do. So I really like the Axle. I would like mm-hmm. the Axle even more if the Icon didn't exist because I'm all about the Icon. So, mm-hmm. like, I just freaking love it. It's fantastic. So, like, all of my focus is on that pen. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you, you maybe know exactly why the grip section feels so good. 
<laughs> but there's something about the shape of the grip section that makes this pen just fantastic to hold. What is? Why do I feel this way? Am, am I alone in this? Like, what is? What have you done here about the curve on this? It just feels so comfortable. Yeah, there's not a golden ratio like for the curve. There's not like a perfect, you know, radius to machine those in right whether it's flatter or deeper but i like a section that has that kind of holds your finger in place accidentally right you don't think about it going into it you know where yeah you grip i, I feel pen. like when i pick it up my fingers just take a second then they slip into place and then it's yeah good to go then they just lock in right yeah. so I don't, there's no, there's no magic behind that. It's just a feel thing, right? Like that's how I wanted it to feel when you grab it, as opposed to the axle pins, which are straight in the section, which I actually enjoy that too. There's a difference in having a concave section to where you want to make it comfortable for like different types of grips and have enough space for people's uh, grips to work in there. And then when you're gripping it, you just feel like you don't even have to think about your grip. Like some pins, you have to think about your grip. And I write about that sometimes. I, I wrote about that in the Tabaldi review I did on Monday. We'll save that discussion for another, maybe next week's podcast, because I want to talk about that pen. Like you had to, th when you pick up the pen, you have to think about where to grip it. And with concave grips, I don't think you really do. And a lot of companies do that. And um, I just think that's the correct shape for the type of pen that we wanted to build. The overall shape and size of the pen um, when capped. Now, like I'm not trying to blow smoke on you here, but it, it has an, <laughs> um, in physical dimensions, reminds me of like the Nakaya Piccolo type size. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, Yeah, I don't think it's much bigger. You know, maybe a quarter inch bigger, not mm -hmm. too much bigger. And it's, the overall uh, I think it's shape of inches. it is reminiscent to me too, where it's, you know, like it has the curves at the top and the end, but it's flattened off. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that you've chosen overall very pleasant shape. I think that it's incredibly light for its size. I don't know exactly why that would be. Maybe I just haven't used a lot of aluminium pens in a while, but. No, it's definitely light. Yeah, and I like that. I think that that's like comparatively, really like if you compare it to like one of your pro gears, it's um it's it's lighter than like one of your standard um, plastic barrel pro gears. Like yeah. we did some measurement. I I don't have the weights in front of me, so I don't want to speak on it. But you know, it's a it's a few grams less. You know, it's a little bit less. Yeah, I can feel it. And that that I mean, that must mm -hmm. be what's so surprising to me is I'm mm -hmm. used to a pen that I think is fine weighting and it's plastic so just naturally the aluminium pen in my mind like oh, oh sure aluminium's heavier than plastic right mm -hmm. so like, that's just what my brain is telling me so you've just <laughs> explained to me now like the why this feels so interesting it feels so impossibly light really mm -hmm. so you've done a good job there i went with the black with the orange insert and i feel like i won the lottery on that colorway <laughs> i think i chose completely correct because i got the lime one as well you sent uh -huh. that to me. Thank you for sending that to me. Um, yep. And I put it in, and I was like, nah, the orange is the best one. <laughs> yeah, I like the orange with the black. Uh, I like the lime in general, but I like the lime with the with the blues. Or oh, any, yeah, but that other colors, good. yeah. Yeah, the, and uh, the system the lime the, and, of taking out the insert. Yeah, tell me about one, that. So cool, like man. Mike, like Mike just got this like an hour before we started talking about this. We yeah. haven't talked about this all, so I want to know, like, what do you think about that little that little system? Can you figure it out fine? Like, can you? Oh, you know, swap easy. them out, do whatever you want. Yeah. Super easy. I genuinely very much appreciate that you put the arrows on it, like turn this <laughs> way to screw and unscrew. It's just useful to have, right? So I just sure. think about it. I can follow the arrow. I mean, it takes a while to get it out of there, but I wouldn't have expected it any other way. Yeah, um, it's a deep thread. Yeah, I mean, which it should be because I don't want this thing falling out when I'm unscrewing it, right? And just in general, <laughs> and I just think that that's so. It's so cool. It's such a cool idea. And from a business perspective, so not as a user, I think it's genius because you can just keep selling new colors to existing customers. I think that's mm -hmm. just a really smart idea. You know, like you could do some wicked and wild anodization thing and do like a limited edition insert and have like just a, another revenue stream for the business for existing customers who love their icons 
So I think that's just like super clever. I don't know if you did it for that reason, but I I just think that's super smart. But as a yeah, user, we, I really like it because I get to give my pen a fresh paint job. Like I thought about, you know, maybe again, like in the future, I could buy a couple and I could change out the color depending on what ink I've got in it. Right. So like it's like could be like a fun visual thing. The ink that I'm using right now doesn't match at all, just because I wanted to use. <laughs> I haven't, uh, I haven't used any of those Sailor Studio inks that Adina got. Oh uh, So yeah. I've gone with Seven Thirty One, which is like a really bright pink one, which is just I just wanted to use it purely because it was like I have enough orange pens. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to put another orange ink in this pen, so I'm trying, I'm trying that out. But I just think it's a very clever. Um, but also, you know, I you know I love customization in things. Right. And I think allowing people to choose and mix and match and stuff like that, I think that's just super cool, and, and I'm really into it. So the thought process, the design thought process had nothing to do with, like, can we figure out, like, how to, you know, sell more, sell more parts, you know, down the line. Because we had no idea if this would even technically work, mm-hmm. right? We like we want to make a cool fountain pen and we like making these really wild colors and crazy designs and how can we make them in the spoke style? And then Brian just up and up and shows me this one day and I'm like do that again? <laughs> it's like what is even happening here? So like those, those those things don't happen until like we're way down the line. Then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you mean we can change that color and we can change these parts and do these different colors and and add those on? I was like, yeah, that's cool. It's like that comes way down the line because you want to see like, do you have a technically like stable product first? Yeah, and that's Brian's forte. Yeah, he's really really strong at that. But now and, I'm just suggesting to you as a business owner to consider that as a potential future. Oh yeah, yeah no. Oh, well, so now we we have long ago considered that. But Good. I'm saying, like in the initial, like there's, like this isn't a product that should exist. Yeah, like look, take everything with a grain of salt from me because I'm just so deeply in love with Brad. He could give me anything, and mm. I'll think it's fantastic. But I, like, so for me, the axle, it's a fun pen that I would put in a pen case and would have as a little EDC kind of package, right? Yes. So I could imagine I'll put that in with with a notebook, a field notes notebook. That would stay in my backpack, right? And then I've got it there whenever I need it. The icon, straight up in general rotation for me, it is an absolutely stunning, fantastic pen that you have made. And it should be something that you are proud to put your name on. Like, because absolutely. this is a Brad Dowdy th- fountain pen because it looks great. It's got some fun trick to it that you don't see anywhere else and it just feels good to use so like that Mm -hmm. absolute home run so i feel that this is a flagship product yes but you only get to the you don't go into it to say let's design our flagship right that comes after when you feel like you've made something good. The feedback has been good. The position of that product within your the rest of your product line and how it tells the story of whichever brand you're involved in. Like with Knock, like I think we have two flagship products. I think it's our Brass Town and Sinclair, mm-hmm. right? Those are our flagship cases. Mm-hmm. But you don't go into it say today we design our flagship, you know. But I think that's in the end, what has happened here, at least for fountain pens, right? You know, Spoke's always going to be known for awesome pencils and awesome pens. Uh, but for a fountain pen, like the, the icon is, is the flagship. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say if you went into this not thinking it would be the flagship and called it icon, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> it honest, that never crossed my mind. No, I know. Like, like, no, was, I, I like to tease you about the name because yeah. it's a great name, but it's just such <laughs> a statement name. Like at some point, you have to stop thinking about names and pick one. Yeah, because you'll and just go forever. We, yeah, and that's where we were. We just like wanted like a solid name, and then Brian's like, "Well, how about Icon?" And I'm like, basically, it goes like this: What do you think about this name? And then the response is, "That's not terrible." That's it's never yeah. like it's. It's never like yes, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. 
right? It's that's not terrible. <laughs> Most names it's usually are just how we decide what you can live with, like yeah. what you best can live with. <laughs> So you can continue the project. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. So naming, that's how names get decided is what is the least terrible option you've come up with? Because there's never like an absolute lock winner. Although Axel was pretty easy. Axel was great, but for me, subtlety, like there was just, that was home. (laughs) That was just like, I nailed that one try. Perfect name. Move on. Yeah. So maybe the only time I've ever felt like, yeah, no, I got that one. That is For a sure. lock. Yeah, but you know that right. You know that way early, and you're done. Oh, I mean, I th- most I of the time it comes down the, to the wire. The name, I think, was actually drove the product. <laughs> I had the exactly. idea yeah. for the name, and then just <laughs> moved, and then created an idea around it. So that's kind of, that's a different thing. So yeah, I love well, it, man. I'm, I'm into it. I thought you would like it. Like I, I thought you would for sure like the icon. Yeah. So good. I'm glad you do. All right, let's take a break. You actually sent me some more stuff. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, let's Crazy. thank the Canalea Pen Company for their support of this week's episode. Canalea Pen Co. makes stunningly beautiful pens that are inspired by images of Hawaii. Canalea's founders, Hugh and Carol, not only are they incredible people, they believe that these locations can help recharge our spirit and help us connect with nature, and they embody that in the products that they produce. While the story behind these pens is a wonderful one, the execution is what sets them apart. You can have the best story in the world. Like you can, you know, come up with something unbelievable, but it's got to come through in the product. And in my mind, nobody does it better. Every single Canalea pen is handmade in a process that means that no two pens are ever going to look alike with every nib tuned before it ships to a customer. And what you get is something truly unique to you. They all look different. Every Canalea pen is a one-off, which is kind of incredible, really. Their most recent releases are the Kona Snow and the Kona Cherry. They were both created to celebrate the lifestyle of the Kona coffee plant. Kona Snow is named for the fragrant white coffee blossoms each spring that make the area of Hawaii Island look like it is covered in snow. And Kona Cherry is named for the glowing red coffee beans, the cherries, that are handpicked at their peak of ripeness. Canalea pens feature Yoa number no. six nibs, the exact nib that I was just praising, right? You use Yoa number no. mm-hmm. six too, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just a superb product. You can buy steel or 18 karat gold nibs direct from Canalea, and they offer sizes from extra fine to 1.1 millimeter stub, with every pen shipping in a beautifully packaged keepsake box. Also, best packaging in the game. The Kona Snow, Kona Cherry, and the Aolani, which is a stunning purple and blue model, can all be created especially for you within just four weeks. But there are many more beautiful Canalea pens that you can choose from with tons of different styles and colors. There really is a Canalea pen for everyone. Go and see for yourself right now at canaleapenco.com. That's K-A-N-I-L-E-A-P-E-N-C-O, Canalea Penco. Go there right now to choose your Aloha today. Our thanks to the Canalea Penco for their support of this show so i haven't done it yet but the next time i get a canalea because there will be a next time i might get one of the uh one of the existing ones to be quite honest i really really want to get and i think we talked about this before the classic slim because i usually get the classic flush which is kind of the largest size Mm -hmm. the classic slim has a little bit of barrel differentiation uh and cap differentiation like there's a like a little drop off there and i'm going to get it with a clip like i want to do something different next time because i've been seeing pictures of the ones with a clip and i just want to try that so my that's that's my next move mike my next canalea move I'm looking on their website now. I, I haven't noticed this before, but they have because they always had the um, the size comparison, like the shape mm-hmm. comparison. Mm-hmm. But now the image is actually featuring uh, one the Kona Snow. Oh, okay, I was but, looking at the Kona Snow one, so I didn't notice it was different because I was previously it just been an outline where they showed the different shapes, and I gotcha. find this actually much more helpful because now i can see how it looks on an actual real pen and compare them the classic v looks kind of interesting yeah like i'm definitely going to branch out so i have two of the large the classic flush Mm -hmm. so the next one will be different like you got to mix it up i might have to do that because i think i have like five or six (laughs) classic (laughs) flush maybe i should look at some extras but i do i just i do really love how that how that whole thing comes together yep 
All right, so uh, I just want to give a bit of follow-up on the uh, journal sales. So if you want to get yourself a theme system journal, you can go to cortexmerch.com and you can do that. Uh, we had a super strong start. Um, really, so, like in the first week, sold more than we've sold in any first week. Um, and that wasn't a surprise to me because we had quite a pent-up demand uh, from Gray's YouTube video that mm-hmm. he produced. So we had like a very large uh, restock list. So because of how fast it was going, placed a order double the size of any order we have ever placed before. So we still, now I think it's finding its level. Uh, I think we're about 50% sold out of what we have. So it's finding its level now and we'll see how it goes over the next couple of days. We did just release an episode yesterday as well. So maybe that will bump it up a bit. But considering what we have in stock now and what we have ordered, my expectation now is we'll actually be able to keep these in stock for the rest of the year. Cool. So yeah, we like, may have finally found it. Yeah, I was going to say, that's actually really good. Great. Yes, like, that's what I want. This is a good answer. <laughs> yeah. Because now we can maybe do some planning and, and thinking about how we we manage this um, you know, day-to-day, long-term. Mm-hmm. That's ex- and that's exactly like what I want. shots. Yeah. You know, so like we've sold, you know, like we sold enough to cover our costs, right? So which is what you want. And now, so when, you know, we're not out of pocket on it and we can now find what the business is. And also, as we, you know, I've kind of touched on this before, there are things that I want to do marketing wise that I can't do if we have no stock because it's <laughs> that, pointless, right? So, <laughs> you know, we we really had to just nail down the issue. And the way that we have been able to nail down the issue is by changing production because if we were still having them produced in China, we would not have yet restocked. Right. From, you know, like what we just put up last week, we wouldn't even have that yet. So... And the fact that we've now can order the amount that we're ordering and have them arrive in a month, like that's what we need to happen uh, for us to be able to keep this as a consistent in-stock product, which is the design. Now, I think people like to assume that we're trying to hype it, right? And like, look, hmm. the hype is great, but hype on a journal where you're supposed to, if you use it every day, buy three or four of them a year... It's not a good thing. We need to have a consistent stock so people feel like they can rely on it and they can invest in it. Well, you want to be able to offer an annual pack too or two or four pack. I have other plans Mm. for that. um, Gotcha. Which, again, I I can't do that, anything like that, until we can get our stock levels fixed. Well, you've also mostly finalized the design, right? You did the first round almost like a beta, like what you said, mm-hmm. you know, publicly the first time. So you could see what improvements needed to be made for round two. And now I feel like you're pretty locked in. Oh, it is locked in design. Now. So now you just, you know, you just send emails and say, exactly. Which is all it's just like wire transfers. Do it again, print it again. Right. right? Like, a, and I don't need prototypes or anything, right? They'll right. just send me a sample now because there should be no issue, right? Like we've done it. This will be the third time we've done it. So, you know, these things should just roll off the production line now. Um, and we could only order the amounts that we've ordered. Like, we've already sold significantly more of sec- the second edition than we ever sold of the first edition. Mm-hmm. Right? But, and the first edition's only existed for three months, where the previous edition existed for over a year, nearly 18 months. Right. And this is because we could order more of them, we could order them more frequently, and we were comfortable to make those larger orders because we knew... If it doesn't sell out, we don't need to change it. You know, so mm-hmm. it's we're definitely aiming to settle this into a standard product now. And you know that there is a tweak that I will make, which is I need to change the year of the copyright now. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. like I'm not going to do that anytime soon. So yeah. Easy, so yeah, easy. I'm very pleased. If you that want one, good. go to cortexmerch.com. You can rely on us now. We'll be in stock. <laughs> This wasn't the so the 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 spoke pens weren't the only uh, products that I got from you. I got the much um, threatened uh, 
<laughs> box of <laughs> other stuff you've been keeping for me for a while. Which <laughs> this you only is a big sent week. You, you only sent this to me because you had to fulfill my Sinclair order. <laughs> because I backed the Knox Sinclair project. And so True. I got that. I got the wax canvas Sinclair, which I like very much. I always have to remember, like, the wax canvas is so different to the regular canvas. Mega different. I think for me personally, I prefer the regular canvas, but I like having the sure. option. Yeah, a lot of people don't like the wax canvas at all, and, like, I totally get that. No, I like it. I like it enough, mm-hmm. but I like the regular canvas more. Um, yeah. But I like the wax canvas, too. I assume the wax gives it some level of water resistance, right? The, the the standard nylon has that too, but maybe a little bit more in the wax. I don't know. Because right. um, regular, the nylon that we use is Cordura, and Cordura comes with uh, DWR coating, which is durable water repellent mm. coating. Yeah, so when I'm should, saying canvas, I mean off. the Cordura, right? That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the regular. Um, so it's not going to survive sitting out in a rainstorm, but it will because you know there's seams and zippers and other ways to get through. But the like if you spilled a drink on it, it should essentially just bounce off. Right. Uh, but I also got my spoke roadie. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big week for you for me. It is a big what? week for me. I got a lot of stuff in your the mail. Spoke pe- your fountain pens almost beat this box in, to be honest. Yeah, it really did. There was just a couple of days difference, which is hilarious. Because I sent hilarious. this UPS So the roadies are all sold out, right? Yeah, I think we're going to have a restock on Friday is okay. what we're tracking. So yeah, that's just been like a huge hit for us. Um, the the roadie has has been really really popular, and this is the it's the one that takes the jet stream. Yes, uh, refill. Yes. What is the model you that I have? I don't see it on the website. It's the gecko, is the one that you wanted. Um, it's currently sold out. Oh, uh, okay. Well, they're all sold so out. I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had um that may be my my um. Like my photo version, like I have a set of like photo versions. I was like, oh, well, I'll just send this one to Mike because it's not an inventory. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the one. It's orange and orange body, kind of lime green cap. And it has the like, what what do you call this anodization with all the colors on it on the grip? Yeah, just like it's like a rainbow anodization. Yeah. This was the best seller. This was the number one seller. Okay. Easily. It's cool. It's not on the website though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like all the other products say sold out, but yeah, because we did have a small restock of those. Ah. So ones that have been zeroed out for a while get like turned off the page, and then when they come back, they'll just come back on. And this killer, like I love it. I love how weird it is. Like, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> it's, a, it's a this pen surprises people. I think that's why it's so popular because people don't know what to expect from it. Yeah, and they get it and they're like, I'll be damned. Because the design of it's so strange in a way, like it, it how is. large the cap is, you know, mm-hmm. compared to the body of the pen. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those things you don't know if it's going to work, right, aesthetically. Like, is this really what we want to do? Is this going to work? Do we have the, um, you know, the the design right? Do we have all the measurements correct? Like, is it going to look, is it going to look right? And um, yeah, it because I guess there's up. like a. a it's similar to the Axle and the Axle S, there's a big brother, little brother between the spoke pen and the spoke roadie because the caps are the same, right? Yep, crossover parts. The yeah. caps are the same and the grips are the same, right? So ah, we change, so basically change, change the barrel, right? Yeah. So we can we can mix and match like parts as we need but make a completely different looking pen. Like it, I mean, it, yes, it looks like a spoke pen, but it's really completely different from the standard spoke pen, the full size. But the, the fact that the cap covers so much of the body when it's posted makes it comfortable for me to post mm-hmm. it because the weight is balanced better. Mm-hmm. The weight of the cap the way, yeah. isn't just hanging off the end of the pen. It's making up the body of the pen. Right. So I find that much more comfortable. Um, I, I really like this pen. I just can't get on board with the Jetstream refill though. Yeah, I get that. It's just not my that. thing. But I know it's so popular. So Yeah. I don't think you have like a go to Parker style refill. Like I you do start not. with like the Schmitz and there's really not a good roller there's not a good comparable to the Schmidt P eighty one. No, I tried uh, I remember twenty seven series. Back in the day I bought so many of them. I remember mm. doing this. Like I remember buying loads and loads of Parker style refills to try and find one that I would really like, and I just never mm-hmm. found one. Yeah, 
Like the jet stream is perfectly fine. Like as as far as yeah. it goes for something like this, the jet stream does a good job. But I just don't get joy using this type of refill. Yeah, it's different, mm-hmm. right? It's 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 a different feel on the page, different uh, you know feedback on the page, and I totally get that. Um, but I could imagine said, it's absolutely the best choice. The roadie and the the axle would these two together would make that perfect EDC kit that I was just talking about. Like, I could yep. imagine putting these in hmm, maybe like a... What was... Was it the Lookout, the one where you have just the... Like the the uh, note cards? Slots. No, the Sinclair, the one that closes up. No, I'm thinking of the one that you just put the note cards in and then it had a pen. Oh, slot. on the front, the fodder stack. That's fodder coming back stack. soon. We'll yeah. talk about that maybe in like a month or so. So, like, I feel like they would be a good a good little pairing, especially with something exactly. else that you sent me, because you just <laughs> got it all out in one go, which yeah, was yeah. the uh, Pen Addict Write Members Only Notepads, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very nice, these little things. I like the packaging on them a lot. They crack me so up. So, this was a members only purchasable product. Well, they're available to anyone, but we just called it that, because I oh, think the okay. name is, uh, I right. think members only is funny. That's just one of those little in-jokes I have with myself. So yeah, then I think it's available just for members because it's nah. members only on it. But you can you can buy them. I, the packaging buy on these is my favorite. It's, <laughs> it's that. Did I tell you about that that material? It's it's basically processed denim that was turned into paper. Whoa. Okay. So yeah, that's huh. why it's so that's why it's so neat to use. Like those things don't like come out in the end. Like you're just buying these notebooks and the packaging's killer. But like all the little details that went into some of the stuff that we make is, is pretty fun to like work on and then shoot it out there into the wild and have someone comment on it. Yeah, but it's actually like this weird denim thing. We were actually going to do like some members only jacket like design on there <laughs> on there, but we decided to just go with the fanatic stuff. You also finally sent me my Relay FM wax seal from Jonathan Brooks that he made in November. <laughs> me and Jonathan were talking. I, I messaged him to thank him. And he said, do you want to just give me your address? <laughs> so I did. Jonathan now has my home address so he can send me things rather than no. us waiting on you. No, send it to me. It's much more fun that way. For you? Yes. I don't care about you. It's a big mail, big mail week for me. I actually also got my safari colored Lamy safaris, but I haven't put any ink in them yet. You've beaten me to that. Mine still haven't arrived, but they have shipped. They're really nice. The new Lamy packaging is really nice. so boring, but it's fine. <laughs> well, because we have to look at pictures of back in the day they did this, and mm-hmm. you can't help but compare it. But nope. I, I get it. And then they did did away the 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 fin boxes. So you know, whatever. It's whatever. It's, you know, I got the, both of the colors. And I just I'm want like, the pen. Okay, I'm happy I got these because they look really fun, but I don't really know what I would use them for. Particular, like, I don't have like a particular use in mind, but I do mm-hmm. really like them. Yeah. I I hope mine come this week. I'll have to check the tracking. I can't remember if I ordered any extra to give away. If not, I'll, I'll work on that and I'll order some more to give away. Yeah, they would I think feel they're like fun. giveaway products, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're perfect for that. So, great mail week. Thank you for finally sending me everything. You got it. So I guess what I've learned is I have to buy products from you uh, to get you to send stuff to me. <laughs> oh, you also sent it's me the bullet a, journal that we ordered last year. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about that? That is a behemoth of a notebook. It's a big, chunky notebook. It's mm-hmm. it's quite the thing. So this is the... Is it the edition two? Yes. Yeah, it is. It's Which edition, edition one was like five years ago? Forever ago. I forget when we did the co- when we did the Kickstarter recap. It was yeah. It might have I, been twenty seventeen. So it's it's a big book anyway, but it's made even bigger by all this like stuff that comes in it. <laughs> like there's like a little guide and stuff, which is good. Like I think having a guide yes. is actually really useful because. One of the reasons I have never done the bullet journal technique is I can never remember what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this is this product is weird to me because mm-hmm. one, I was expecting more inside than there actually is, like from a printing perspective, because there's all this like beautiful f- like bronze and silver foil stamping, but it's just on the end sheets, so at the front and the back. 
And then on the inside, it's just a dot grid, like the whole way through. <laughs> and it has some, some pages have some different headings, but I was expecting there to be a little bit more inside than there is. It, it, I don't know why. Also, I will just say, because of everything that's packed into this book, mine is kind of banana shaped. <laughs> There's, yeah. With the way well, that they it's had, packaged, they did a bad job shipping them. Yeah. So there was a um, what call it? Like a, a distributor shipping, right? Say I I don't know that this is the case. Let's just say it was like an Amazon warehouse type of situation, mm-hmm. right? Like these weren't packed like by a writer in the bullet journal offices. You know what sure. I'm saying? So they came in. So I ordered three: one for me, one for you, and one to give away. And that's a lot of bulk in notebooks for one. And then they were in like a two foot by 18 inch envelope, just flying around in there. Like they weren't in a box. There was no, they weren't wrapped together. The envelope was destroyed because they're basically, you know, they're throwing around like a five, five pounds worth of notebooks in a, in a bubble wrapper and they were just thrashed. Hmm. So, I mean, that was there was some shipping issues with those. I wasn't the only one that had that problem. I saw some other people mentioning that. And I was like, "Yeah, me too." I raised my hand on that one. So that was a, they did a bad job with that. Um, the I had the same weird too. Why is the paper weird? I don't know that one. I was so, going to comment on the the notebook itself, though. I feel like the texture of it it's smoother than I would have expected. Hmm. But also, throughout the book, it feels like the texture changes. Oh, I'll have to check that to out. To my touch, right? So some mm-hmm. pages feel smoother and some feel like they have more of a texture on them. But there isn't a reason that that should be the case. Gotcha. Yep. You understand? Yep. So, so I'll have to look at that. Um, but I thought the same thing when I opened it. I was like, oh, this is literally just a gigantic notebook. It's huge, like of, which is great. Which I mean, is like, fine. Cause, you know, because that's this is obviously like they have uh, understood that to to effectively bullet journal, you need more pages. Trust me, I understand that. If anyone understands that kind of stuff, <laughs> right? like I feel like I've gone through that journey, right? Yeah, that's but why I, I wanted to send you this. Yeah. I was expecting more in the notebook than just what is put inside the notebook. In a sense, like I mm-hmm. thought there was going to be more printed on the pages rather than just just the guide itself. So I was I'm, I was just a little bit surprised by it, but I could imagine it being the product that bullet journalers want, but I th- I just thought there was going to be more to it. Yeah, so it, like think about the end destination for this, right? This is going to be on retail shelves like at Barnes and Noble and bookstores and in all kinds of different places, right? It's going to be it's like perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Um just have this big oh i've heard of like i want to try bullet journaling and here's a little guide and here's a notebook um so yeah the i just thought the entire the overall package was like a plus but then like when you open it up it's like oh okay it's like it's just a big loitch term which is it's yeah. cool too yeah they were there i think they did up change the paper but i don't know they about have, the consistency stuff it says um, on on the on the page that they came up with like a new um, yeah new formulation but I would be keen to know if you can feel what I can feel. Okay, I'll check it out. I haven't had time to to mess with it yet, other than to just like open it up and kind of check it out. And it's it's certainly an impressive notebook. I think it's going to do extremely well. It's a big step Should up do. from the the previous one. Yeah, it's and, premium. Um, it's premium as heck. It's premium. It is premium. And, and I still love like, like I love the foil stamping that they've done, and I just think it looks so fancy. Yeah. Yep. All right, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. You can make your next move with Squarespace because they will let you easily create a website for your next idea or project. You can register a unique domain name. You can customize beautiful award-winning templates and so much more. It really is an all-in-one platform that will let you build just about any website that you want to make. Whether you want to make a blog, a portfolio, a site for your business, maybe a site for your band, a site for an upcoming event that you're hosting online. What about an online store? Physical, digital goods? You can sell them all on Squarespace. It's so easy to do. You can build everything in the on the web, but you can also manage and customize on uh, iPads and on iPhones and stuff now. They have fantastic apps. They have great inbuilt analytics. It really is an all-in-one platform. Everything that you're going to need to build your website is available to you with Squarespace. And there's 
nothing to install or patch or upgrade, and they have award-winning 24-7 customer support to help you out if you do have any questions. They have everything covered for you over at Squarespace. This is one of the reasons that I have been an incredibly happy customer for 10 years and more, I think, at this point. Um, if I want to put something online, I don't want to have to think about all the hoops that I need to jump to. I go to squarespace.com and I sign up right there. And you can too. In fact, if you go to squarespace.com slash penaddict, you can sign up for a trial today with no credit card required and build your entire website. And then when you're ready to show the world, you sign up for one of their plans. They start at just $12 a month, but you can get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I show you support for this show by using the offer code PENADDICT. That's squarespace.com slash PENADDICT and the code PENADDICT for 10% off your first purchase. So thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So let's talk about some very PENADDICT-y podcast brands and some of their new products. What do you think? I love it. It's kind of what we do. The first one's a surprise, even though it kind of shouldn't be, and, and we'll get into that in a second. But Pilot, one of my favorite uh, punching bags recently. Mm-hmm. I do it out of love. I love Pilot to death. They released, and thank you to CY from Tokyo Station Pens for sending this to me, a dark blue translucent Pilot 823, which is a store exclusive. So, CY sent this over to me um, because he knows that I'm super interested in, in these types of things. And he gave us a shout out in the Tokyo Stations podcast this week. I think mostly he, he gave us the shout out because we agreed with him on the Pilot Custom, <laughs> the, the one that we discussed. Um, you know, the color limited edition Pilot Custom SE. In that, it was just kind of fell flat. So uh, I think that's really why he wanted uh, some support on the on the podcast from us, which he got. But this pen he brought up. So the the store is called uh, Shoshikan, uh, Shosaikan, and the way they explain it on uh, Tokyo Inklings is like, like this is like a high end type of store that's like just really nice really beautiful you know it's been around for a long time it's well respected in japan and um you know they do a lot of premium premium stuff so of course for their 20th anniversary they were able to work with pilot to make a hundred custom 823s in this dark blue translucent material which looks great right but no one's really going to be able to get these they're only making a hundred of them they're charging almost $500 US for it when it's normally like 280 for the standard ones. Mm-hmm. And like, this is cool. Like, Pilot does this for stores they partner with, right? And so the way CY put it is Pilot will do this for, they like to do, Pilot loves the big anniversary dates, right? They'll do it for the first, for the fifth, for the 10th, for the 20th anniversary. They'll work with these work with these shops and make something special. Now this one's really special, right? But it's kind of like the Lamy 2000 in blue to where like it's one of the flagship pen models of the line. It's something normal users have been clamoring for, you know, like your regular everyday users of the Lamy 2000 or, or pilot 823 as like their workhorse writing pens to have something more special than the stock versions that they've kept the same for 10 years or so or more in the 823 and for forever in the 2000. Um, you know, th- we want something more for the regular customers to, you know, we'd like to see a little bit of change and a little mm. bit of the brand seeing the value in their day-to-day customers, you know, even though they're obviously you know, loyal to their high-end, high-volume customers like this. So I think it's cool. Um, I would love to see something like this come normally. I would love to see not this color. Like, I think the color is awesome, but it's not that far from the black that they have um, already. Um, you know, if they if they did this in their standard translucent blue that they use in the 74... And the 92, that's a bright blue. I would actually jump through the screen and try to acquire one of these for even for $500. But this one looks like the basic black one, pretty much. But if they did like a purple one or 
heaven forbid, an orange one or something like that, I would actually try. I would pay that much of a premium to have a different 823. But um, I, I like seeing this, but I am resigned to the fact I might never see this pen in real life, right? Yeah, of course. So it's like, is I, I, I'm even hesitant to talk about it. It's like, I want Pilot to do these things, but I want them to do them in, for the mass market. And same with Lamy and same with, you know, every other company except Sailor. Sailor does it for the mass market. Or at least has options of access for the mass market. So anyway, um, yeah, I like it. And like, if it was, this was a certain color, I, I might try to get one, even at that exorbitant price. But... You know, it's it. You know, it's a thing. I I just want, I just want the customer base that listens to this show to be able to play as well. Right? Mm-hmm. That's all. Which brings us to Sailor. <laughs> I want you to lead this one. Sailor has a new uh, North American edition. It is called Too Hot Habanero. It is a orange, all orange pen with a uh, translucent demonstrator body. It has an orange grip section. It has a two-tone nib, which is cool, um, in 14 or 21 karat gold. And it also has the grip section, which is a uh, it is non-translucent. What would you call that? Just like regular acrylic, yeah, orange matches acrylic, the cap, which yeah. matches the cap. With a custom, unique finial of a chili pepper on the top. <laughs> it's a habanero, Mike. It's a habanero pen. I know, but habanero is a chili peppers on there. <laughs> yeah, that's not a uh, that's not a habanero. They, the the one thing people knew I was going to talk about this today. The one thing, the only thing people cared about oh, was to tell me to make sure you say that's not a habanero on the top of the pen. And I'm like, I know it's not a habanero, but it would look like a turd if it was if they yeah, used a habanero the, the on there. The thing is, like that that. <laughs> The, it, it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to mention that. That was the only thing of importance that people wanted to talk about because they know I'm going to love this pen. I want to know it's what you think about this pen, though. though. It's not. No. It looks all. It looks great. The 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 pepper looks like a pen. Looks. It is like the <laughs> universally the recognized symbol for pepper. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. People get too upset about too many things. But <laughs> they never... weren't upset. They just wanted to be clear. Very clear, Mike. Yes, yes definitely needed. The, the, cl- the clarity is <laughs> definitely needed because nobody would understand it otherwise, right? <laughs> anyway, this is, a fantastic, this is just a fantastic pen. They knocked this one right out of the park, right? Like, this is a great idea, fantastically executed. I love it. Completely agree. I, it's it's awesome like this is what i would make if i was if i was allowed to make like a sailor pen right yeah for like the pen I, like this i would choose like some part of it would be translucent some part of it would be solid we'd mix and match a couple things we'd do a little finial um i wouldn't have chosen the two-tone nib but that's picking nits um i think it looks better on some pens than others um like lucky I like charm the two-tone i thought nib. I, think I do. It, it's a cool nib. It matches with the theme of like this two tone plastic, basically. And yeah, you know, so I, like, I, I, I don't dislike it. But this is this is the this is like the four a.m. black ion trim rhodium nib thing. It's just like it's kind of their thing <laughs> to kind of like mix and match nibs. And, and they're it's doing whatever. a uh, slim and standard. Yes. So. The thing people wanted was like a Pro Gear limited edition because they've mostly done 1911 limited editions because the 1911s sell better. Well, it's because there's no Pro Gears that look like this to have a chance to sell, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this will do better than the pin of the 1911 pin yeah. of the year cranberry sauce with no name pin. Yeah. There's 800 of these. They're going to sell out super fast. Is 800 of both sizes? That's what I haven't like clarified. I don't know. I size? think it might be. They're not clear. They're saying it's eight hundred pieces. I think Correct. it's split across both. I agree with that statement. I agree with that statement. I, this will sell out, and even at the higher price. So this is the new pricing. So the ProGear regular is three hundred ninety-two dollars. ProGear Slim is two eight two hundred eighty dollars. 
I will not be buying this pen, right? Like I have no interest in in purchasing this pen. Three hundred ninety two dollars is too much. Yeah, it, it just is. Like you know, I've I've got to be really kind of blown away to spend a lot of money on a pen these days. And like I have, like I'm covered on sailors. Is this just the new standard pricing or the new yes. limited edition pricing? This will be the. Uh, I think it's going to be the new standard pricing, but that's one of my questions to Sailor is, do they actually have a standard pen lineup anymore? Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, it's too much, man. I think that's too... I, I really love this pen, but I... I don't $400 love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Like, if I if I didn't have other Sailors and other orange pens, like, I'd maybe consider it. Right. This mm-hmm. will definitely sell better than the red one, I think. But like I we'll never know the answer to that. Like I could ask around, but I mean no one's really gonna tell me. And no, nor does it matter, but I think this is gonna do extremely well. And, I have um, basically the opposite of this pen. Mm-hmm. Do you know which one? Um the um the chocolate dipped bon- the orange cho- one. the orange jet, the bungle box orange jet. Orange jet. Yeah, so if I haven't bought the orange jet and if I haven't bought tequila sunrise, I would buy both of those before I bought this one, right? And like if I haven't bought those, there's no reason for me to go jump in and buy this one. And I couldn't got I could have gotten both of those for cheaper than this. Hmm. Right. So like I'm trying to manage like some of my some of my purchase purchases. It has to be like it has to be like the right amount of hype for me, right? I can't get overhyped about something like immediately and start pressing buttons to buy something. And I can't be, well, if I'm underwhelmed by it, I'm obviously not going to going to buy it. It has to be it has to be the right amount, and that's usually a combination of a lot of factors. And that usually doesn't come like immediately, right? So you got I got to figure out the right amount of hype for things. So I think this pen will do very well. I think the design is great, and yeah, like I have nothing bad to say about it other than like I don't like the new pricing, but it is what it is, and that's what it's going to be now. And they're going to come out with like the unicorn barf one, and I'm going to pay three hundred ninety-two dollars. So my I mean, my it's, feeling... it's just going to happen. Yeah, like I now will be way more picky about exactly. the pro gears I buy. I think the right, honestly, for me, the right pro gear is worth that money because yeah. it is, in my opinion, about as good as a fountain pen can be, but it's now $100 more than I would have expected to pay in my mind mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. pen like this. And so and- I'm not going to get ones that I really like which I do. I right. really like this one, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't. You know, I could go for really like to love, but it's not at a love level where I would be willing to buy this to make it my one, two, three, four, fifth orange pro gear. Right. You know. Right. And like the the thing we have to consider too is this is this is already the second one, just the North America release in twenty twenty one. Right. Where. You know, not quite three months in, we got two limited editions. Give me all your money, right? You got to balance that too because there's there there's lots of other pins releasing out there. We're going to talk about another one in a second. So you know, it's like you can't buy all the things. So I wonder how these prices are going to affect things. I don't know. We'll see. This we'll see. we've had this discussion. We can link back to whenever I lost my head about it the first time. This one what, will do well though. What are Twisby doing? What are they up to? <laughs> <laughs> the first comment I got was very similar to what you're saying right here, right here. I I don't hate it that much, but I the comments I'm not I got I hate were, it all. Uh, the comments so, I got were not positive on okay. the new Triz, Twisby Draco. Um, I don't hate it either. Um, it's interesting. It's weird. It's the follow up. They're not saying it's the follow up to the Aurora, which was the green one that we really enjoyed, right? You got to, uh, I got to test it at the Atlanta pin show from our friend Kat. I can't remember if you tested it that day or not, um, which I really liked. It's a good price point. It's a unique material. It's, it's a different Twisby than we're used to, but in a classic Twisby shape that I like, this was the Micarta pin that I love kind of had this shape. This one, there is a, shocking amount going on with this pen. (laughs) 
I don't I don't even know where to go with it. Where the Aurora had a lot going on with it too. I don't know. Like I don't know how limited the Aurora was very, very limited, right? It was like they were gonna try something with these materials, this pin design, this pin shape. And they sold out of them pretty quickly. And then that's been over two years now since they've had another one of these. So I thought maybe they weren't going to do any more or maybe they shouldn't do any more or what the feedback was on that. But they have definitely leaned into this one. And uh, this is a very, for a subtle pen, this is a very busy looking pen. I'm really curious, which I didn't know. I had to go back and look at the Aurora, which we'll link in the show notes. Um, to a, a review of that pen, if you're not familiar with it, I didn't realize where the ink window sat on that Aurora model. And it's the exactly same with this one, but this one for some reason stood out more. It's below the barrel cap threading is where the piston goes. Now you see plenty of clear sections and I, I just, I'm not used to a piston going below the barrel cap threads like that. Maybe I'm oh, yeah. mistaken, but I, but the Aurora was the same way and I didn't notice it there, but I, this one, for some reason, stands out to me because you can see the piston knob below the barrel threads if you're holding um, you're holding the pin. I, I, I don't have a price. Um, it's launching March 31st, according to our good friends at Pin Chalet. I'm sure it'll be highly limited. Uh, I'm not, again, not interested. Just like the Aurora. I like the I pairing like, of the rose gold with this colorway. Yeah, I'm, but I'm it just having, does nothing for me. I'm having real trouble with this design, and I can't pinpoint it because it's the exact same shape as the Aurora. But I didn't mind the Aurora shape. I I really think it's that ink window next to the rose gold threads. Is, I like it more. Is really making me question what's happening here. Even though it's like technically, I guess fine. I wonder where that where that unscrews does that unscrew right um, but it like i said it's no different than the aurora because i had does to go it, back and double check i was like i need to go check does it this. unscrew why does it why would it unscrew it's gonna have to unscrew from somewhere but didn't they used to break when you try and unscrew them <laughs> <laughs> maybe so maybe it's just from the nib unit like other piston fillers like a pelican right they just unscrew screw from the nib unit so maybe that's it it's yeah. interesting yeah weird again I want to see this in person. I don't know if I'll get to see it in some person. Um, just like the Aurora. Like, it was good. Like, I'm glad it exists. I'm just I'm a little confused. I don't know. I don't... I, I, I'm hemming and hawing because I don't know what to say about it. It's such an interesting pen, but it's there's something that's throwing me off with this design. And I don't know if it's just that ink window um, thread piece or something else, but it's confusing me. Anyway, a lot of stuff. To a lot talk of about. stuff, and there's a lot of stuff in our show notes today, which you can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 453 if you want to get your hands on those. Uh, go take a look. Uh, I'm going to give the same call to actions as I gave last time, limited. You can go to spokedesign.com or cortexmerch.com. I'll also actually just throw in Tuesdays, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, twitch.tv slash Pen Addict. You can see Brad streaming live. Yeah, there. it's hopping over we there. We would like you to buy our products, please. Which is what we will ask you to do today. <laughs> uh, thanks so much to Canalea Penko and Squarespace for their continued support of this show. It's very, very much uh, appreciated, as is your listenership. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Pen Addict Podcast, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs> <laughs>